Hello, everybody. Uh, we are back again for podcast number three. Guess who's back? I don't know if you'll hear this for the third time, I, as in the third podcast. It's possible. Um, but if you're just listening for the first time, I'm Josh. James is to my left eating a steak. Bobby is to my right Dude, and some asparagus. eating hungry. a four for four meal from Wendy's, and I'm not eating anything. Um, so today's podcast is named, as you'll be able to tell because we'll have the description on the podcast, but it's named, Why Should I Get My Heart Broken? Mm. So we're going to talk about that, and it's going to be really fun. Um, I'm just going to give you a preface here. I don't know if I would actually recommend getting your heart broken, Oh, but I think that it still offers a lot of valuable lessons. Um, I just can't blanket statement recommend everyone get their heart broken. Right. Wow. Because it was painful. Mm. It happened. I'll give you guys a little sneak peek. Uh, peek. It happened. Okay. So, before we start, though, I have a surprise for you guys. That wasn't the surprise? No, that was not the surprise. We already knew about that. It can't oh, be a did. surprise we if you already knew about that. Oh, well, I didn't know that Josh wasn't going to recommend it to everyone. Oh. I thought that was a little bit of a surprise. Okay. Well, what's the surprise, Josh? So, the surprise is, let's walk through this real quick. So, this morning, while I was working, proctoring tests, I, uh... I went to do some research about podcasts because even though you guys are hearing this published, we actually have not even published or got any sort of preliminary equipment yet, right? Mm. Yeah, okay. we're just recording on a Podcasts are weird because you're going to be listening to this ahead of time, but we're talking in the present. You mean they've already heard But this? no, they're listening in their own present. <laughs> they've already heard the future. That's why they call it the gift. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, so I was going through podcast research. You know, I have some things that we have to do that I'll have to do. We need cover art for our podcast. Yeah, dude. We need a microphone, a hosting site, Anchor probably, yeah. an actual website, probably through Squarespace, adding an intro and an outro. Mm. But I came across a massive problem for our podcast. What? We have officially a rival. Oh, is that the surprise? This is a surprise. And it's bad and good at the same time. Is that that? Why should I care, dude? No. So I typed in today why should i podcast.com and this came up uh, now for those who can't see which is basically everyone except bobby james and i there is already a podcast named why should i mm. um and so upon first glance it i could seems, have told you that there, upon first glance there seems you already knew this no i just wanted to say that <laughs> Um, upon first glance, this seems to be the death knell of our podcast. This may be the last time you ever hear us. However, there are a couple things here. Let's show Bobby this, and I gotta, I okay. gotta, okay. I gotta tell you. So, um, we'll buy them out. So here's the podcast here. So the crazy thing is, they started it in September of 2018. Wow. Which is probably right when we started talking about it. Yeah. I misread this subtitle of Why Should I? Did I did too. I did too. I thought it said "Forget the life you want." I thought it was a. I thought it was a typo at first. Just forge the life you want. That's Bobby, funny. could you describe to us the website that you see for a podcast called Why Should I, in which it's not ours? Uh, female. Yes. <laughs> That's one. Definitely. Major point. Uh, unless that dog has a penis, this is a female podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just remember, uh, just be, just having a penis doesn't make you a male. Uh, that's true. It has much to do with what you think in your mind. Um, there's a yellow border. It's uh, there's a, there's some pictures. 
of women that look like they're pretty happy. E each one that where you can see the woman's face, there's the big smile on her face. Yep. So, so already different than ours. Happiness see. and girls. <laughs> We've got current episode. Looks like sixteen. Why should I practice self care to prevent overwhelm? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not make fun of our rivals here because they may they may sue us. Why um, should I apologize? Why should I be grateful? Why should I keep my resolution? See, these are all very general. I, I think. just think it's really funny that it's called "Why Should I Subtitle Forge the Life You Want?" But if you're glancing at the phrase "Forge forget. the Life You Want," it looks like it's telling you to forget your life. Mm -hmm. So this is a surprise I came across. We are there's already a podcast out there named "Why Should I," which I can't believe that they came up with this or they started this podcast at the exact same time. That we thought of it, and we were just lazy, so we delayed a lot longer than them. Yeah. And they've already got some episodes out. Why um, don't we just call ours Why Shouldn't I and call it Forget the Life You Want? <laughs> <laughs> then we would definitely be uh, copying them. So, again, I think a couple things here. First off, this is, according to them, a podcast for, for women, for girls. Um and I'll just tell you right now, our podcast is not specifically for girls. I mean, yeah, it's for yeah. everyone. I think. Anyone on anywhere on the gender spectrum is welcome. It's welcome in our podcast. I think we can say that, right, boys? Yeah, I'm. I'm what welcoming will of all if I people. Try to listen to one of theirs. So it's okay. So I did listen to it. I did a lot of research here. So first off, their uh, production is it's very produced. They have an intro that's the exact same thing every time. There's music. There's uh, they're very they're very formal when they talk. Hmm. Plus, the podcast is only 15 minutes long, Ooh. which is strange, I think. Oh. But they're girls. I mean, this is geared towards girls. Well, I don't know. Yeah. So, maybe. Holly... What are you trying to say about girls? I'm just saying, in this case... <laughs> You're trying to say they have a short attention span, Josh? Mm, we were talking about Sometimes, but so did men. Yeah, exactly. And, I don't know. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's a, a very sexist joke out there that says, why do women live longer? Because they don't stop talking. So, <laughs> I think that actually goes... Wait, why does that make them live longer? Because they because they continue talking, it like that continues their life, right? It, like death doesn't want to interrupt you talking or something. I don't know. It's a bad joke, but it's not even a it joke. It doesn't make any sense. It's the fact that women talk a lot. So I actually I kind of like that our competitors like keep it short. You know. So Holly and Sarah, um, if you ever listen to this, I just wanted to get in on the beginning and say we came up with our idea completely separate from you. We I did. Don't, how on earth would we have ever come across this on the internet? There's an absolutely no way. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is just a good example of what Carl Jung mentions. I'm sure, Bobby, you know about this, right? Carl Jung? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so is, when he talks about the collective unconscious, sometimes there's these ideas that percolate up in completely different areas, but mm -hmm. they're all sort of connected underneath. I don't know if that's true for us. I think that's a very strange coincidence. Um, technically, they started before us. <clears throat> so hopefully, Holly and Sarah, you don't sue us, first off. Yeah, please. Secondly, I think that... We don't have anything anyway. So. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, James is currently eating a steak that he cut into thirds that he got from Kroger, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, It was about to go bad, too. I got for eight bucks. It's on the woohoo deal. Yeah, dude, the woohoo deal. woohoo deal, we should probably do a why should I pursue the <laughs> Kroger woohoo deal. There's actually yeah. some great deals at Kroger. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, Holly and Sarah... I think also that our audiences are completely different. I don't think there's going to be too much overlap in audiences. I mean, for one... I don't know. I mean, we were planning today about talking about why we should get our hearts broken. So that seems a little feminine to me. Hmm. Um, for one, their Instagram says, Coffee with girlfriends is my self-care. Oh. I don't think there's too much overlap with us in Instagram yeah. or dogs. Um, 
Additionally, it's very well. It's a very nice website. That on the about page, they have these huge pictures of Holly. Apparently, uh-huh. um, very, very well produced. So her, and if you're interested, oh, what does she look like close up? Don't worry, there's a picture down here. Oh snap! That also Dude, has who's very, Holly? very close up. Holly. She's married, so <laughs> <laughs> I know that's why you're asking. I know that's why you're asking. Um, so I don't know. Dude, Do you is think it just she... Holly? You also mentioned a Sarah. Yeah, I don't. Which know. is kind of hilarious. Well, the weird thing is on. Why. On the about page, there's only Holly's picture, and it's only about Holly. But oh. Sarah pops up only on the podcast. So, well, the three of us, who's gonna who's gonna be the Holly of us? I think Josh is our Holly. I think so too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's nothing. <laughs> I'm honored. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And speaking of honoring, I'd like to speak to uh, Holly and Sarah. Are your names? Yeah. I, I take yeah. it. Yeah, for, we won't um, we won't put their last names, even though they're on the, the name, internet. For the name of your podcast that you chose, it, it, which we also chose, <laughs> and we went through we went through many um, iterations, iterations, deliberations did, surrounding did we the title. Um, we didn't. Four. We wanted to. And my main point, and I think Josh and James would resonate as well, is we're really proud of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, indeed. So good job, and you know, carry it, carry it as far as you can. I know. I think it does say something about the the mental acuity of a person to come up with a name like that because it's mm-hmm. a great idea. And I'll just repeat because I don't I don't like to lie to source the soul. I had no idea that they also had a podcast. That's Our they crew. started in September. That is re- no when I when I first googled because I remember I was like yeah. oh this someone probably took this idea you know there's yeah. nothing new under the sun I googled it and it came up with the why should I care guy mm-hmm. I this what is his different. name was but we were like oh this is different because there's some elements of like why should I care in this but it's it's more just like why should I broadly so. she's also Holly has a lifestyle blog we're gonna use this as free advertisement for you Holly and Sarah okay so uh, she has a lifestyle blog called Holly goes on holiday oh. Nice. Uh, I don't know what she does nice. the rest of the year. How many <laughs> holidays are there during the year? Curious if that just meant Wait, this is she my American? Day. Yeah. Or what is well, that? She lives in Lexington, Kentucky. Oh. I will say their voices. Dude, she lives in Lexington. I won't Kentucky? say what their voices sound like. Um, yeah, and she's a high school teacher, and she has a husband who's a Where pilot. Where does she teach? Do you know? Does it say which school? <laughs> it's a it's a high school, I assume. English teacher. It doesn't say what school. Oh, it doesn't say what school. No. Because I have a friend who went to Henry Clay High School in Lexington, Kentucky. So, Holly, if you know Barrett Block, hit him up. Tell him James the police says, hey. (laughs) So this is, again, I wanted to gauge your live reactions because if we ever get sued and we have to stand before court one day, um, we have this recording. We did not know about this. I did not know about this until about four hours ago. Yeah. Um, I was genuinely surprised. I think the only problem we'll run into beyond maybe them hating us, I don't think why they, I mean, ours isn't going to be that popular. Right? No one's going to listen to this. My mom. I have no idea. Actually, you know, the, the audience of our podcast is going to consist, like we've mentioned before, of my mom, my grandma, and your grandma, which might overlap with this other Why Should I podcast. Yeah. Additionally, the website, mm. um, we could get some funny overlaps with people getting on their website asking them weird questions that mm. we may want to have asked mm-hmm. of us. So anyways, any final thoughts about uh, our rivals, Holly and Sarah, in Lexington, Kentucky? Shout out, Holly and Sarah. We wish you the best. We yeah. wish you the best, Holly and Sarah, and... Um, it just happened. It's weird. It's very strange. It's a very strange coincidence. That's it. Okay. Cool. All right. So now we move on to the main topic of our podcast. Um, But first, we're going to do our thing. This is what will distinguish us from other podcasts, our introductions of each other. Now, let's see. 
so far we've had two podcasts. The third po- first podcast, you introduced Bobby, James introduced Bobby, Bobby introduced me, and I introduced James. The yeah. second one, I introduced Bobby. And then, so there's only two options anyways, so we can't do anything else now. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess we'll just start over again. Um, okay. I'll introduce James, Bobby, you introduce me, James, you introduce Bobby. But this time, James, you go first mm. with your introduction of Bobby. <clears throat> okay. I first for my first. Okay, fine. <laughs> you want me to go first? Let's, let's, let's switch I, it up. I can, right, because yeah. we're <clears throat> mid-bite over here with... Steak and asparagus lunch at uh, 3 p.m. on Saturday <laughs> with James, who just woke up. Uh, <laughs> I've had a week, let me tell you. Anyway. I would, he was I depressed about the Why Should I podcast. I will kick us off. Um, so, your pillow is brown, so you're in the brown corner. In the brown corner, <laughs> we have Mr. Joshua Nearly. He's bowing. You can't uh, hear that, but maybe you can feel it and sense it. Josh is a great man. Oh. He is a creative Gosh. man. A creative he, man. He is a very thoughtful, very well-read man, and I would say he's he is the holly to this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> if I had to put a name on it. Uh, and... Um, yeah, like I, like I said previously, Josh, Josh is um, a soccer fan, and that's short for fanatic, mm. and he definitely is a fanatic about soccer. He is paying attention, so much so that he, he said he's aware of the scores of the fifth division, division which is called the, the English League. Uh, I think it's called the National League. It used to be called the Conference. They keep switching the names up, but uh, yeah, aware of so much more than most most of us here in America. So I, I mean, <laughs> very I'm important things like the fifth division of the soccer league yeah. in England. So for soccer advice, he's the first person I would ever go to. Um, I think for a lot of life advice, he's another person. He is like one of the primary people I would turn to. So I think listening to listening to him as he's speaking on his podcast is well worth your time. Wow! Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here, Josh. Thanks for being oh. here, listeners. Thanks for. Really I'm enjoy. glad that you both are here too, and that this is our mm-hmm. podcast, and it's the only one in the world. Um, named Why Should I with Bobby, James, and Josh as mm. hosts. Right. That's true. That last qualifier is important. Mm. Um, wow, that was very kind of you, Bobby. Thank you. I was going to go on the more comedic route with James, but I could keep it serious. No. You can't. No? No. We, we don't want to do too serious. No. Okay. So, as mentioned in the first podcast, which we actually don't know when you'll hear that because that was the Why Should I Get Engaged podcast. Um, spoiler alert. Bobby's now engaged. Oh, oh snap. <laughs> yes, it happened. It happened Let's last go. Sunday. Everything um, has come together. And now just now just wedding plans, right? That's pretty much it now? I mean, that's yeah, like, that will, not that big of a deal. That will be... That you just will. like walk down the aisle and say I do, and then that's it. The, the fun part is like... Well, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound fun. It, it was getting, getting the, acquiring the ring... Getting it on her finger, having a plan with photographer in place, all yada yada yada, all these things, took a lot of planning and logistics, including a thirteen slide slide deck that I shared with my friends. Slide um, deck? You mean like, like a PowerPoint slide? Yeah. Slide deck. Is slide deck, as we call it. Really? In business. Oh, I yeah. did not know that. I'm sorry. It's a yeah. Anyways, same thing. PowerPoint presentation. Not smart. Um, those things were fun, but truly exhausting. Um, mm-hmm. I. I just felt like it was this never-ending, constant charge um, that I was on. 
And so now that it's over, it's time to begin the same thing. <laughs> Except <laughs> a longer time it's four weeks. I have four and a half months to look forward to. Which um, is not very much time in no, the wedding world. It's a pretty quick engagement. Um, but we are we are getting it really really excited about it and yeah we've we met a few times a few major phone calls I think we'll be through kind of the thickest part of the woods so to speak in about three weeks and then maybe we'll feel like we're dating each other again <laughs> in terms as opposed to just let's oh when when works for you let's get together and make phone calls the whole time and then leave yeah <laughs> so. well let's walk through this real quick James I don't worry I haven't forgotten about you you're Aww. still I'm still gonna introduce you Aww, don't thanks, worry. Bye. Um, so last Saturday when we had our last podcast, why should I start a podcast? Mm. Um, uh, you, the next day you were going to ask McKenna to marry you, you, most of the podcasts when you were, when you were not speaking, even when you were speaking, you had the engagement <laughs> ring, That's right. uh, in your hands and you would, you would constantly get lost in that engagement ring. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you actually listen back to our podcast, why should I start a podcast? Um, you'll hear some clues about about things alluded to that we couldn't mention yet, but now which we can mention. Yeah. All right, sorry. Okay, James. Yes. As mentioned in the very first podcast, Why Should I Get Engaged? James Stewart Suplee <laughs> is, <clears throat> is, um, is of an ancient heritage. And again, Why? I just want to repeat, he's not related to Stuart I or Stuart II. Okay. Um, those are the famous kings of England. Little. These the notes that you wrote down were for my introduction. Or... No, I'm making this up as I go along. Oh, nice. Now, I'm not making it up. This is true. This is the truth. Let's have some notes. Um, truth so, again, James is related to Stuart III. And again, Stuart III was much like King George um, of the American Revolution. He went insane from syphilis. Is that what it was, James? I can't remember. <laughs> but anyways, James is, related, James is related as, and I will continue to develop this story uh, as we go along in podcasts. So it will become a whole novel at uh, some point. Oh, boy. But starting off. James is related to Stuart III, um, who slept with a lady of the evening, not of the night, just of the evening, um, and who then had a child. Interesting. Amazing, strong, um, smart, intelligent child, who then had to flee to America because they wouldn't accept him there because he was of um, illegitimate stock, let's just say. And was his name also Stuart? His name was Stuart. And he was, <laughs> he was smaller than James. He was because back in the back in the day, a lot of people were shorter than us now. Right. Mm. So like in the history books, when you come across this account, <laughs> they're going to be you, obscure history books. Don't don't wonder if it's a mouse or not. His his name is Stuart Little for being <clears throat> smaller than James. So please. Uh, well, actually, fun fact: the director of Stuart Little is a distant relative of James. Wow, that, that is so fun. That is a fun fact. Um, oh, but anyways, James James's ancestor came to America in the 1600s because he sought um, escape from persecution of his um, illegitimate stock. And he found America, and America accepts everybody as they are. Mm. And so mm. he was intelligent and smart, and he quickly rose through the ranks. Um, and that is the story of James's ancestor. Not really of James at all, um, but I think I'm going to end it there for this week. I'll have more for you guys next week. That I'll make up on the spot. I mean, that is the truth. Interesting. I don't know what to think about this. This is news to me. Um, <laughs> might explain a lot. It's like 23 my and life. me. Um, yeah, it's like 23 and me. Uh, so I'm introducing the one and only Bobby Stewart Winslow. Inimitable. Um, the inimitable 
uh, Bobby Stewart Winslow. Mm. I think one of the things that's that's very interesting to me about about Bobby is that Bobby's one of the kindest people I know. That's true. Except oh, <laughs> except what? Except uh, when you mention um, the University of Virginia. Mm. <laughs> then <laughs> then Bobby, who so so Bobby went to Tech. He's a very proud Hokie. It's Joe Hokie. Um, so whenever you bring up the University of Virginia, Bobby Bobby Stewart Winslow, um, really just his blood starts to boil. Um, out of out of hate, out of sheer sheer hatred mm. for the University of Virginia, yeah. um, and and I think I think it's honestly it's because of Bobby's <coughs> Bobby's relationship with the Virginia Polytechnic Institute and State University. Yes, that's the proper name. Um, that and and his hatred of the University of Virginia that allows him to be so kind everyone else. I mean, there are other reasons, too. Other very important reasons. But, so you're um, saying he channels his ample hatred into one object, which is UVA. Um, I mean, it could make sense. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And maybe we'll come up... We'll, we'll talk more about why Bobby dislikes the University of Virginia, but that's... Bobby doesn't like the University of Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> That'll suffice for now. It's pretty true. Great. So, um... Introductions are complete. We will try and do this every week. Um, who knows what it'll sound like a year from now? But um, any last probably comments? The same. Probably we'll end up <laughs> saying the exact same things over yeah. and over again. Yeah, probably. Any last comments about introductions that you guys want to add? You know, at, like with a podcast, I'm a visual kind of person, visual learner, and I I think it's worth like mm. just <clears throat> speaking a bit about the layout that that we have in this room. Mm. Um, so we have we have natural light only for those of you who are like visual learners and want to really understand our space. Um, we have two double hung windows. Double hung. And they are they're they're closed because it's a cold day, but they, there's no shades over them at all. So we have good lighting coming in from two windows that are pretty close together, and we don't need any artificial light at all, like the, the light fixture on the fan turned off, the lamp on the desk turned off, so it's nice bright afternoon light coming into this room, the three of us are sitting in a triangle, two of us in chairs that are leaned back fairly far, and another sitting on a bed, that's Josh. That's me. Um, I'm Josh under I'm that's under a blanket <laughs> with, with the Beatitudes on it, which is really nice. <laughs> the Beatitudes. It is not the Beatitudes, let me tell you. It is the Beatles. Oh, yeah. Um, and they all stare Guys, at you. Can we start a band called the Beatitudes? <laughs> Think about it. When we, people go we, to Google and type in the B-E-A, it'll be like the Beatles and then us. So we're going to rip off the Beatles and we're going to rip off Holly and Sarah from <laughs> yeah, Lexington, pretty Kentucky. Much, pretty much. Yeah. But we're not ripping off Holly and Sarah. We, right? we talked about this. This was our idea. I think we can come alongside them in this process. Yeah, what yeah. if we yeah. just like <clears throat> partner with Holly and Sarah? Dude, the sky's the limit. And then the word neat was mentioned once earlier, and we are all drinking whiskey neat. Josh's has been out of the... Or sorry, scotch, which is whiskey. But yeah, it's a, but it's a specific kind of whiskey. Right, it's regional. Hmm. But I don't know anything about this. The, the, it's, a, it's Macallan 12, so mm. it's scotch, not from America. <clears throat> we bought it for Bobby's engagement last week. It's delightful. Um, nice. The 12 means it's been aged for 12 years. If you don't know much about whiskey or scotch... Or years. That means it's been sitting in a barrel for that many years uh, before they bottle it. So the, the 12 years doesn't mean they made it 12 years ago. That means it aged in an... Was it oak? 
I think these are I think it, cast. Yeah. I think they moved it from one cast to another at one point. But uh, that gives it the time to soak in the flavor of the barrel. So maybe we'll do an episode on oh, wow. whiskey at some point. Just because James knows a lot about James it. I know a decent <coughs> amount. Uh, and I know next might, to nothing. We might get a guest, uh, Jay Willer. Is oh, my snap. Who mm-hmm. has been into whiskey for probably five or more decades. Good gosh. And That's he, longer than I've been alive. It was... It was amazing to have him teach us about it. So, in your picture, in your mind, you got all three of us here. Josh's whiskey's been in his glass for 24 hours or so. There's a little bit left. Not quite, well, 18 hours? Real 18 quick. Hours? So, when I first started drinking last week, um, and that's not when I first started drinking, <laughs> let's just say. When I first tried to drink this whiskey, or bourbon, or whatever it is, what is it? Scotch. Scotch, yeah. sorry, last week. Uh, James was very insistent that I had to take it sip it very very slowly and enjoy myself and so I took I took that to an unnatural degree um, I actually started drinking this yesterday this late, glass late afternoon um, I poured a glass for myself and I'm I'm still in the process of finishing it yeah it wasn't like a hefty glass by any means no a tiny little aren't you are you happy I'm with me so proud okay see yeah you're you really have to you, you have to acquire the taste you have to acclimate your taste buds to it, mm. and then, and then as you as you proceed, you start to enjoy it more and more. So I'm glad that you're you're on this journey. It's really it's a beautiful thing. I think that's an excellent segue to our topic for today. Mm. Uh, for many reasons, one, if you get your heart broken, you might turn to drink. Mm. You it's might. Be the best way to handle um, it. Probably not. I mean, there could be worse ways to do it. You could do meth. That probably wouldn't be yeah. that probably. <laughs> I mean, and also you could you could get a drink with a friend. Yeah, and that's that's I would say an appropriate thing, but that's true. Anyway, go on. Um, also, well, never mind. Okay, so podcast title today: Why should I get my heart broken? We're probably already how far are we in on this? Um, we're in twenty five minutes in, and we're just getting started on the topic. So get used to that. We're just kind of we're kind of living right now, you know? Yeah, we're just living. living. Why should I get my heart broken? So, you guys are going to have to ask me some questions today because I've had my heart Ooh. broken. Um, but first, I think we should start with the youngest of the three, James Supley, who is, um, he's had a couple of relationships in his short time on earth. That's true. That's true. Um. <laughs> Sounds like a line from that movie A Bug's Life when they're talking about the, bug's the life. flies that live for like two days. <laughs> I mean, that's only you, Bobby. Our, our lives lives would go straight fleeting, to Bug's Life. You know? Our lives are fleeting. Uh, uh, vanity of vanity. Or the, the B movie when they graduate college like eighteen hours after they're born. Yeah, I mean, I was I was talking to my brother today. Who uh, shout out to my bro Will. Um, Hi, Will. He his, his birthday's today. So. Oh, happy birthday, Will! Happy birthday, Will! I, uh, so I gave him I gave him a call, and we were on the phone for probably forty five minutes, and we talked about all of the like most old man things. Um, we talked about um, we talked about money and investments and like all of this stuff, and I was like, "What? Like, who have we become? You know?" Now Molly just, and Sarah, they're that's, really angry that you just said. Man things, money. <laughs> oh, true. Right. Sorry, I didn't mean it like that. I, I said old man things, as in more like elderly things. And then you said money. <laughs> you're right, you're right. I, well, see, you were implying that women can't make money. We all know true. women can make money. But they we know vote. women read into everything. Wow! I love it. Keep going, Bobby. Oh, keep boy. going. Keep oh, digging. Boy. Keep digging, bud. I'm in a ditch. I'm in a ditch. Get me out. All right, so hearts. Leave me here. All right, so anyway. this is a heart, and then... 
that's it broken. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's see. Yeah, I've had I've had my heart broken uh, broken a couple of times. Um, How? Which one was the worst? Um, the worst was. Hmm. I don't know. The, so the worst subjectively, I mean, the first time you get your heart broken is always pretty bad. Um, well, it's really just pretty bad once. <laughs> and I don't think it provides enough comfort in a second breakup to look to and say at least it wasn't that bad. Well, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm trying to remember like what my experience was like. All right, you keep thinking about you, that. If you want someone to speak to it, I, I can address that very question. I remember my first. Let's talk about our first breakups first. For, I, well, I remember my well, first, first serious one. Yeah, first hard my first one. serious breakup okay. hurt me. All right, go for it, Bobby. So I was in high school, and... Real quick, we, if you listen to our other podcasts, Bobby, at this point, Bobby has been making out with girls since seventh grade. So right. he's in high school now. Yeah. Right, continue on. But I would, I would say this was the first serious relationship. I, I was broken up with by a girl who went to a different school than me, but we spent, like, I'd say a decent amount of time together. Probably saw each other twice a week minimum. And during high school, that's tough. Like, yeah. you're living with your parents, and you have to drive. And it, being at a different school, I went to a school in, like, the country of Virginia, where it was, like... <laughs> it's a state! <laughs> sorry. The it's co- a commonwealth. The, the, in a rural county in the state of Virginia, I attended high school, and I was far away from any other high school. So to be dating someone from another high school meant it, I was... How'd you meet her? I think 45 minutes away from her. Uh, so there was one of her close friends went to a church in Greene County and we were set up by mutual oh. friends. Wow. And then what grade was this? I was in 11th grade. Okay. So junior year, yeah, big ju- year for junior high school, people you're feeling like Claiborne education, you know, yeah. you're taking your ACT, SATs, mm-hmm. you got a girlfriend that from a different school Yeah. in your case. Yep. And I, I thought this girl was just awesome. I wrote her like little love notes Aww. pretty frequently and um anyway i was i was pretty taken with her and like even though i did not know what i was doing or like what relationship was really about i was i had thrown a lot of myself into the relationship would you say your head over heels i would real quick i think this is important an mm-hmm. important note of, of detail maybe here mm-hmm. um we we, I'm probably gonna make up names for my previous relationships. Ah, gotcha. Um, you can you can keep them if you want. I just think it's, there is a small chance, very <laughs> vanishing, vanishing. I'll small make up chance. a name. This woman's name was Holly, <laughs> and <laughs> she moved to Lexington, Kentucky. Eventually, well, I don't know where Holly is now, but I do she wish her all the best. That would be a great plot. That would be hilarious. So anyway, you can picture me in high school with my big hair and like we writing, writing love notes and like <laughs> wanting to be with Holly all the time and spending a decent amount of time and uh, to the point that I had some dude friends that were like, dude, we never see you anymore. Like, what's going on? Dang. And then the bros before, you know what? I want to put money in the cuss jar, so I won't say it. But you call that a you call that a curse word? I, see, I don't even know where the line is because I'm not really the, the judge <laughs> over the man. So I don't know. I would not say that a farm utensil is a <laughs> I, I, right. utensil. <laughs> I, I do eat that. farm salad. 
Anyway. It's the world's biggest sell. So, you and Holly. So, me, <laughs> like, yeah, Holly, you and Holly. me and Holly were very close, so I thought, mm. for four months. Mm. And mm. when Holly broke up with me four mm. months after we had started officially dating, mm. she chose to verbalize that she liked me for the first two weeks <laughs> of our relationship <laughs> only. And I realized over... It took me a long time to even realize what that meant, so... But it meant that I was duped. I was trying to really care for someone that didn't care about me, and that was really tough. Can you recall any sort of emotions that came with that when she so first my, told you that? So when when she first told me, I was just wrecked. I remember like tears welling up in my eyes so much, Dang. and I was at my brother like was in the house too, and I was at a computer. And was this I, over I, uh, instant message? I don't remember how I received the message. She may like have that. told me over the phone. Fair. Mm. Uh, so I, I don't remember that, but I do remember being distraught. And I think I might have come downstairs into the um, the den room, which is just where the computer was. We had one computer as a family. This was like early 2000s, back mm. when like not everybody so had So James, back in that day, there used to actually be things called house phones. Mm. And there also <laughs> yeah. used to be a thing called instant messenger. <laughs> Dude, I had AOL instant messenger. Yeah. yeah. In your freshman year of college. but that? <laughs> So the... No, my... Uh, I got it in middle school. And then there you go. So it could have been over AIM. I don't. I don't remember, but mm. but I do remember being distraught and at a computer. My brother came up. I was in the corner of the room, uh, just teared up, looking at who knows what on the computer. I might have been <laughs> like, I I I don't remember, but I mean, remember being like very sad and Aww. like my eyes were red and they were they were teared up. And Joe came by. That's my brother, and. Uh, he started like poking fun at me and I was like, he's my little brother. So that, that just made me like angry, but I was also so sad. I remember standing up, looking at him and just walking away, being very, very sad. And I think the shock of the moment keeps me from knowing how I was really processing anything. Mm -hmm. I just remember being so like overwhelmed with emotion. Had you felt anything like that before? And I, I, I don't know if I ever had. Yeah. It like because the anger was part of it, but I think yeah. a huge part of it was just the lo the sadness that's a result of loss. Yeah. Uh, so how long would you take say it took you to get over that breakup? And I don't even know what that means to get over it, but you'd have to define it yourself. Gotcha. Um, I I would say one way to look at that to to I guess quantify it would be how long, how many weeks or days. How many weeks does it take for you to get to a point where you'd be ready to go on a date with someone else? Like, <clears throat> what do you mean by ready? Because I that's one way to quantify it, right? Yeah. Because you you could say you're ready in the sense that like yes, I'll go on a date with this person, but certainly with emotions not being discrete things, you're gonna end up like feeling like you you might just be trying to force yourself over a hump that that you're not over yet. So how long ago was this now? 10 years? 15 years? How old am I? 15, I guess. It was, yeah, 15 Almost years. half your life. Wow. What, do you, what would you say you've learned from that? From that experience? Yeah. Um, I think I've learned to be more authentic uh, in relationships. Like, the fact that I was writing love notes to her, and then she would respond to some of them. I, I do remember feeling like I'm writing these love notes as if, like, I want to marry her. And I don't really know if I do. 
Mm. Like I, and that that's where I go back to the term I mentioned earlier, like emotions not being discrete. I think we often as individuals, and I would say often as males, try to force things that aren't discrete into a discrete understanding. Like money. Like the, like just it's either on or off. Like you're either going to be attracted or not attracted with like no level in between. You're it's either perfect or imperfect. And what do they call that? Dichotomous thinking, I think. For sure. And <coughs> I think, I think males are more common, uh, more commonly associated with dichotomous thinking, and I think that's a problem. So I'd say that's one thing. Well, plus you're an engineer as well, so that's usually dichotomous, right? Mm-hmm. Engineering. Yeah, we're often just... trying to be like. Your assignments in school all throughout your entire schooling are based on reaching the solution, which yeah. is a single solution, which therefore makes it a discrete thing. Right, the final solution. Mm-hmm. It's either right, it's, it's right or wrong. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> it's right or wrong. It's, it's right or wrong. Um, that's, that's the problem. All final solutions are evil. Mm, so there are no final solutions in the end. Um, okay, so that was your first breakup and one that you felt quite... Quite deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess we could... James, have you collected your thoughts at all? Do you want yeah. to go next? Yeah, I'll go next. All right, next. James. So, what, what breakup are we talking about? What's the girl's name? <laughs> um, so Holly? <laughs> go... <laughs> so, the hilarious part well, is we... that her name is actually Sarah. Well, then what's the point of making up a name? Now we're going to have to just go... With... I guess we just have to go with Sarah. I think, I think we do. Because you well almost Holly, so I have to go with Sarah, which is kind of funny. Um... Yeah, so, um, um, we'll survive. It's okay, we have the Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. So, it was, uh, <laughs> so the relationship started off actually kind of funny because, um, I was, um, I was convinced that I, that I didn't like her. Um, we sort of got to be friends over my previous breakup, which was, like, very awkward mm. relationship. It was only, like, four months. So you bonded over a um, previous relationship. Yeah, yeah, because Sarah was the the only person who like knew me and this girl that I had been dating, mm. um, and so through that we came, became pretty good friends. We both did our school musical that spring, and that was wait, I, what was real quick? What was the musical? Uh, it was the Sound of Music, and you played. I played Uncle Max. Uncle Max. Oh, what a good character! Yeah, it's the perfect character in the oh. musical because. You have like a significant role, like a little more of a role than there is in the movie. If you're familiar with the Julie Andrews right. movie, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> there are a couple, a couple songs to sing, all that kind of stuff. But uh, it's not like one of the leading roles. There's like none of the stress, but like all of the fun of it. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, and I learned, I learned a couple years after that that they were actually considering me for the captain, but they mm-hmm. didn't. The only reason they didn't give me the captain was because I had never acted in that play or musical before do you feel like your life probably would have changed a lot if oh you had yeah been given the captain? i think for sure um because Are sarah yes i do um because sarah was maria and i think that if we had like been forced to like have this like on stage romantic interaction Chemistry. i think maybe that would have quelled anything like anything it would have made it worse do you think it would have changed your life well, then I wouldn't have dated her for a year and a half. So that's a long time. That's yeah. a long time. Yeah. I dated a girl in high school for a year and a half. And that's it, a long yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. Without that, it's like so many other exactly, like relationships would be unaffected that were affected. Yeah. That's yeah. the way I would. Put yeah. It. Like so, we mm-hmm. actually 
didn't even we started dating um, three days after I graduated high school. Um, oh. And we dated through my freshman because she was a year behind. All right, let's, 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 let's I'm quit. getting there. I'm okay. getting there. So anyway, so um, so fast forward, we date for a year and a half through college. Um, for me and um, her senior year of high school, and then her fall semester freshman year. Um, she went to the same college. And as you? no, um, okay. she ended up going to like a small Christian school. Uh, no, she did not go to Penn State. She went to a small Christian school. It was like an hour north of Philly. Messiah? Um, no, it's called Karen University. Um, Grove City? No, her sister went to Grove City, actually. Um, Sorry. <coughs> anyway. Thank you. Well, you so, <laughs> so then, fast forward. So um, so we'd been dating for mm-hmm. o- over a year at this point. Um, and she goes off to college. Um, has a bit of a rough time with the adjustment. Um and I'm, like, trying to, like, live my life at college while, like, still dating her, which it's is tough. tough. Especially and if you, like, you've been dating the same girl ever since you started going to college. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, at, at one point, if you had asked me, I think I was probably convinced that I was going to marry her. So why um, would you say you were convinced you were going to marry her? I don't know. There was Just because you've been dating so long? Or we like you had been known? dating for a while. Um, we, we, had re- we had really good chemistry. We got along very well. Um... And, and I would say that I act, I actually did love her in that, um, there were like, there were, there were a lot of sacrifices that I made that, um, like my freshman year of college, I went home every weekend, um, to be with her. Um, and I was crazy. Like, yeah, I, I just, I, I had a very sacrificial attitude toward her that I, it, it wasn't natural for me by any means. I was very much a selfish person. Why do you think you did that? Was it out of pure love or was it out of like, and like uh, suspecting that she might actually not like you as much or what do you think? Um, no, I think, I think it was, I think it was out of, out of love. Um, to love, to love. Um, (laughs) and so, um, but then once, once she gets to college, um, (gasps) She starts. She starts making friends, and she she's always been the kind of girl that is just really good friends with guys, mm. and that was something that I was interesting. I was used to, I guess, and so like I met her mm. like some of her guy friends, college, and there was this one friend in particular, um, who she was quite close to, and I was like, okay, like, yeah, that's just that's just how she is. This is something that I need to, I need to be okay with. Um, What's his name? Micah. Uh no. No, um, his name was um, the uh, the last name of I guess we all have to a yeah of of two former presidents um, of the United States. Fun fact: um, Obama, <laughs> two former presidents of the United States. Anyway, yeah. so long Rock story short, she um, so they like um, they ended up kissing at one point, and I was like, hey, that's not cool, but I didn't want to throw away like. Wh- Wait, I can't yeah. believe that this is the crazy part. Okay, I miss, this is where it gets interesting. I think I yeah. missed something. Did you say you were there when they were? No, kissing? oh no, no, okay. no, no. So, so okay. but she um, admitted that he went to the bathroom. She, yeah, she she told me, um, and I was like, well, th- like, thank you for being upfront about this. Um, and so I like, <clears throat> and this was this was like during finals, my sophomore fall, was when she told me this, and I was like, which oh. to 
James went to Penn, so like he cares about finals. For those of you who went to college and don't care about finals, <laughs> James really cares about finals. Um, so that yeah, so that was just like a really intense time. And then so afterward, I went home, um, and I talked like to both of them in person, and was like, was like, hey, um, like I, like I like the fact you guys are friends. This is it's good for people to have friends and stuff. But like this, obviously can't continue so you um, still at this point you still wanted to stay with her yeah yeah and so you thought that like talking with them would help yeah keep you, um, you two together i did and then um was she really like do you think she was really contrite about what she did <clears throat> um in hindsight i i think so um in in the moment i wasn't i wasn't as convinced um primarily because a couple weeks later when we all went back to college it happened again and um, she called me but she still wanted to be with you yeah yeah she was like she was bawling her eyes out on the phone if i'm remembering this correctly um and so so yeah but um at that point i i ended it was the only time that um that i actually ended a relationship and um you're a man dude i think Wait, it was good job it was, uh, were you, were you pretty certain when she said it's the second time you're like, that's it, it's over, or did you have to think about it and finally come to a conclusion? Yeah, because, um, we had talked about, like, a plan for, like, making sure that it, like, didn't happen again, because, um, or, like, the first time that it happened was, um, like, they were, um, they were at her house, um, alone, like, setting up their Christmas tree or something, and, um, I was like, okay, like, this, um, like, yeah, to make sure it doesn't happen again, you just, like, you make sure that you're not alone with them. So yeah. It's not that hard. When Bobby and I were setting up the Christmas tree, we almost made out. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I felt it. Bobby, you felt it. Come on now. Come on. No. Oh, man. Well, no. When you everyone guys are wrapping the lights around and your hands touch. Exactly. I so think. everyone out there, just be aware when you're putting up Christmas trees, um, make sure it's someone either you're already married to, because we want to make sure that or that you're gonna marry, no um, matter what they say. Or even like, I mean, maybe like a parent. Our <laughs> parent. Yeah, I think yeah. you're probably safe with a parent. Yeah. Yeah. I think probably. my exact words when our hands touched was that didn't happen. <laughs> I made that up. That's not what happened. I don't think our hands actually touched. Them <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. Um, that did happen to me while I was petting a dog once, though. Your hands touched a dog. My hands <laughs> touched my buddy's hands, who was also oh, petting yeah, a right. dog. He said. Um, Don't let that. He said that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. so, so this is all not too long ago for you, James. Where for you no. it was for fifteen years ago. It was for you what, like four? Let's see. This was three. No, four uh, years ago. Yeah. Wow. I guess it was four years ago. So four years on. Feels like forever ago. Um, yeah. So it feels like forever ago. How, oh, yeah. how? Yeah. So let's return to the question itself with you. Why should I get my heart broken? Why, in your case, why should I get my heart broken? If you're going to convince someone else, based on that story you just told us. Hmm. I think, uh, I think you learn a lot about yourself um, in, in those days and weeks after. Um, mm -hmm. You learn, um, I think, I learned a lot about my own sinfulness. Um, hmm. I think in... Because I was convinced that like that I was completely innocent in all of this, um, when in reality, like yeah, I mean I hadn't I hadn't physically kissed someone, but um, I had certainly I had female friends 
um, or like I had thought about like, oh, well, what if pursued a relationship with this person instead or something like that. Um, and I think you too, you learn about how you handle adversity and how you handle when things don't go your way. Um, which I think may end up becoming a theme for me in this podcast. Um, <clears throat> because I think our, our cultural moment, especially in America is that we, um, our goal is to avoid all discomfort, um, to avoid, avoid all pain, um, and avoid, avoid all suffering. Um, and, and I think practically you, you, that's living, it's like living your life in ignorance. Um, it's living a life that, uh, that is not, um, yeah, you're, you're not becoming the best person you can be if you're just avoiding all pain, right? A lot of people like use the analogy of like working out. Well, like, oh yeah, working out is like painful in the moment, but, um, there's so much good that comes from it. Um, and I think for me in that specific situation, um, I think I did through that relationship. I learned a lot about like what it does mean to love someone. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> and uh, what did you learn exactly specifically? I think, um, I learned that, that love oftentimes does not make sense even though I want it to make sense. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a very good analogy for pain itself because often we try and find meaning in pain, but like you fell in love with someone who ended up cheating on you twice and yet you still were deeply in love with her Yeah. and you couldn't really help it. I mean, I guess you could have helped it. I don't know. Can you help it? Um, I don't know. I think, well, so when we first mean to say, do we choose to be in love? Yeah. Um, I think it's an ingredient. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. um, I don't think we can manufacture it. But yeah, I but think it's an ingredient. I think but we still have a choice in it, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think, I think that's the primary reason why the divorce rate in the United States is above fifty percent. Is that we think that love is this magical thing that we have no control over, and so if you lose that for any significant period of time, well, then that's a reason for divorce. That's um, why I'm going to have my ceremony twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not um, going to do that. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, yeah. So, I mean, because that's interesting, because if you have your heart broken before you get married, do you think it, it does help you at least? Well, I mean, on the flip side, it could also damage it, because you remember, if you when you have your first big fight when you're married, you remember, oh, yeah, I've gotten my heart broken before. This is bad. This yeah. This could happen again. Um, Fool me once. But I think, I mean, it's different when, it's different when you're, when you're married, right? Because you have, you have made a commitment to that person. And in, um, I mean, I, I believe that, but everyone makes a commitment. It's still 50%. Well, yes, but there's like, so worldview, I think has more to do with it than anything else. Yeah. Like for, for me, if slash when I get married, um, divorce is not an option. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people go into it with the attitude that it is. Yeah, right. exactly. Like, oh, if this doesn't work out, well, in 5, 10, 15 years, I can get a divorce and get another one. Get yep. a Ferrari. Yep. Yeah. Um, just pay for it and move on. Yeah. Like, monetarily pay for it. Mm-hmm. With money, because men have money. <laughs> right. Um, According to James. And <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Um, I think that's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, I think... I Go think ahead. the the one thing that I learned from that though is, um, 
I think I, I treated our dating relationship oftentimes as though we had a more of a formal commitment and there was more, um, <clears throat> and I think because mm. of our age, we were like, well, we're not ready to get married yet, but, um, there was, there was more of a formalized commitment there in, in my view. Um, and I treated our relationship as such. Um, I, I sacrificed things that I, in hindsight, probably shouldn't have sacrificed. Um, so formalized how? Do you think it was because you guys were Christians, or how exactly? Yeah, I think in, in Christian culture... expectations. Yeah, there's, um, there can be a lot of pressure to have, like, these very, yeah, very formal dating relationships, um, where things are, like, very well-defined and intentional and, and all this sort of thing. Um, and I think there is this view that, like, dating is sort of a dry run for marriage, right? Like, you're trying to determine compatibility in some sense, whatever that means. Um, and so, in in that relationship, I think we were, um, yeah, we were, we were more emotionally intimate and emotionally codependent than was healthy for a dating relationship. Um, and, and I think that's one of the things that made the breakup harder was hmm. that there was um yeah at some point we had like we had become so closely tied that it did feel like i was i was losing a, a part of myself in some way hmm. would you say that like when you say codependence and this is for my clarification and maybe for listeners too is like by codependence do you mean you couldn't feel good unless she was feeling good um, I think that was part of it. I think, um, yeah, in hindsight, like, I would, um, like, if there was, like, a, an event for a club that I was in or something, and I was, like, going to that instead of spending an hour every day on the phone with her, um, then I think, I think I put pressure on myself to, like, well, because we're not physically in the same place, mm -hmm. um, that's one way that I can show, like, commitment to her and such. Long distance um, dating is so hard. It is as well. Right. It, it adds an extra element or yeah. an extra thing to it. Yeah. Um, but I think just general codependence of like, I was not my own individual person, hmm. um, and she was not her <coughs> own individual person either. I think. Okay. Um, in um, in the way that we that we processed things, like in in my personal life. Um, I was relying on her a lot to be there for me and to support me um, in the challenges that I had in college. Um, and and I think, likewise, she was um, emotionally dependent on me. Um, and so, and, and I think that that became very unhealthy. And, I, and, I've, and I've seen that even in, um, in other friends' relationships. Um, do you think that's a better learning tool is to be able to experience that for yourself as painful as it was? Or do you think you still could probably have gotten a good lesson from seeing it in other people? I think I think I could have gotten a lesson in seeing it from other people. Um, so in the end, why should you get your heart broken? Because I think that the 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 pain that comes from it is is an hmm. excellent learning process. Because it, yeah. it, it almost it forces you to confront Things become very clear in a painful, raw sort of way. Yeah. Very raw. Yeah. And I think I'm, naturally, I would say I'm not a very emotional person. Um, what? I, um, 
like it on the day to day. Um, oh, okay. Gonna say, you get emotional with me, James. That's for sure. How do I get emotional with you? Josh? You get angry at me. I so I guess in in like feeling things. Um, yeah, I would say f- overwhelmingly, I I don't I don't get emotional and I don't show emotion. Um, Fair enough. I think there are exceptions. I mean, you always have like that one friend who like knows how to get under your skin. Who's that? Is that um, Bobby? <laughs> that, well, I had a friend in, in high school who was like that. I I, pu- I I almost pushed him into a fire once. That was a fire. Not ideal. Anyway, That's um, a good analogy. Okay. So, um, but I think I think in a romantic relationship and having that end, you're forced to confront emotion, and I think yeah. that that's very important because, especially mm. for for guys. Um, I mean, there's been a big push recently about toxic masculinity and what that means. Um, and I, I think the, the one part in this... Cheers that, to toxic masculinity. Is that what we're drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think one of the things that I think people who are, who are saying that toxic masculinity is a problem, I think one point that they do have that's very valid is that um, we're often taught that, that to be masculine is to be um, without emotion. Yes. Right. And I and, and and I certainly think that that was something that was ingrained in me as a child, um, not not actively by any means, but that was just the the culture. Um, and so I thought that in order to be in order to be a man, I um, I needed to be devoid of, of emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so that experience taught me that well, emotion. It, no matter how much you try to avoid emotion, um, it is inevitable. And so you need to learn how to handle emotion well. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point because it, it almost like these sort of deep, lasting events sort of fracture or splinter your worldview. So this mm-hmm. worldview you had that men can't show emotion was fractured by an outside source, which yeah. was love towards someone else. And then yeah. that love was spurned. Um, yeah. And so that sort of event can be very helpful. Yeah. So yeah, everyone out there, I would say, if you're in a relationship right now, just just break it off. <laughs> <laughs> No matter how happy you are, no matter how happy you're not you are, as strong as you will it's be, you're, you're going to be a lot pain. stronger. You're <laughs> no. going to feel alone. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that at all. Stay in the relationships. But for those people out there who do feel alone or who are single or have had their heart broken recently or in the past, there, I mean, there are many good things to come from that. And I think if you, if you reflect upon that yourself, you can probably see that um, as painful as it can be. I think that's a good answer, Bob, or James. Mm-hmm. I was going to move on to Bobby. Sorry. Uh-huh. I mixed okay. you guys up. Bobby, you didn't actually answer the question because I didn't ask it to you right. first time around. So what would you say? Why should I get my heart broken? I would, I would, if I were going first, I would probably say something really similar mm-hmm. to the same thing. And so I'd have to rack my brain for a while and I don't want to waste too That's much fair. podcast time. That's fair. But I, I, w- I will offer an analogy that I've heard and or read. I'm not well read like these guys are. So th- this is like... I'm not that well read. I just have a lot of books. See? You've I haven't read, read mm, mm. a lot of them. Well, I, I don't even remember where I saw this or heard this or read it. I, I'm not sure. But apparently, trees cannot grow without certain necessary ingredients. One of them you cannot see. And as you think of a tree and you think of your science classes from elementary and middle school, you know about photosynthesis, so you know something that you can't necessarily see in and of itself that you know is 
important is the photo part of photosynthesis is the light going into the leaves of the tree are feeding it. That's one thing. If you take that away, tree's not going to grow. You say you're not smart. You got other, I make it sound like I am, but I can't even tell you the source of this. There's, there's all these other things that trees need to grow, including the soil that they're in, the water that um, go up and down the veins of the tree with xylem and phloem, if I'm remembering all of that correctly. Wow, we are getting deep in the weeds. Get it? Weeds. They, yeah, weeds, right. <laughs> um, but they did experiments trying to grow trees indoors, and the trees would wilt, and they couldn't figure out why they weren't strong. And the, it, the necessary ingredient to having trees grow was wind. If trees don't experience the pain of breaking the fibers of the wood as it's growing, hmm. it'll grow so weak that it can't stand. And I think humans are the same way. And it's, hmm. it's just a different angle on the same exact analogy of the weightlifting thing. Um, so it's saying the same thing. I just, I love the picture of it because I really like nature and I like trees a lot. So Yeah, that's a great analogy. <clears throat> I, and I would say that like getting your heart broken does the same for your own, the fibrous of your being, mm. you could say. That's beautiful, Bobby. Yeah. I'm not even being sarcastic. I'm being uh -huh. truthful. You're welcome. So I should look up where I, <laughs> where I nah, saw that so dude, I can give credit where it's It's fine. It's in, the com it's in the public domain. But, um, okay, so we've gone through both of yours. Yeah. Yes, your turn. Yes, Is it my Josh, turn? Please tell us about your relationship, woes, experiences with broken heart. Well, the one that I'm going to talk about, I still, I think I've probably recovered from it fully, but it was certainly the most, the worst heartbreak of my life and took me a very long time to recover from. And I don't entirely know if it was a good thing. I think it was, I suppose. Anyways, there was this girl named Bobby. <laughs> with an I. B-A-R-B-I. Bobby. From Australia. Yeah. Uh, I won't. I, it would make the story very weird if I named her Bobby. That'd be kind of hilarious, though, wouldn't it? For Bobby. all intents and purposes. All right, let's name her Bobby. We're doing it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. So, Bobby and I met in grad, in grad school. This is going to be great. Bobby and I met in grad school. Um, we're creating our own alternate universe, our own alternate reality, Bobby. This this will get over our our awkwardness at the Christmas tree. Um. <laughs> I almost threw our Christmas tree into the street today because there was an arborist company taking down limbs. We still have our from, Christmas tree from around the what time uh, power lines. What's today? It's February. We it's saw not decorated tree. though. It's in our backyard. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna decompose there. Yeah. Um. Anyways, all right. So I met Bobby at grad school. We I had been in one serious relationship before that in which we had discussed marriage. Her name, we'll say, was Ellen. Um, DeGeneres. Yep, Ellen DeGeneres. Before <laughs> I turned her... Never mind. Um, so, I, I, dated, I dated Ellen for like three years, and I knew from like a year on that we weren't good for marriage, but there were extracurricular things in the relationship that were great, that I really liked, that mm -hmm. I put too much stock in, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. uh, so... Close, close. Um, so anyways, uh, I broke it off with her after we had talked about marriage, uh, Ellen, and then I met Bobby in... <laughs> Josh is pointing at Bobby. Just... <laughs> I love this. All right, so I met Bobby in grad school, um, and we we quickly fell hell, uh, head over heels in love with each other. Um, 
and we dated for about eight months. I can't remember, eight or nine months, and we discussed marriage over, we discussed marriage early on, um, and she said she wasn't quite ready, and I was like, oh, well, I love you. I think you're amazing. I'd like to marry you, so just let me know when you're ready or something like that. So eventually she came to me and said she was ready. This was right before the holidays, and so we went to see her family, um, and I ended up asking her dad for permission to marry her. Um, and then after the holidays, she came to me and was like, I've been having second thoughts. I was really hoping you weren't going to ask me to marry you during the holidays, uh, which was just sucked to hear that. Mm. And so we tried, uh, and so we tried to make it continue to work for like another four months or so. Like we had this big conversation and I wanted to continue to make it working, to make it work. Um, and then we ended up coming to the same sort of conclusion later on um, that it wasn't right for us, that we weren't right for each other. And at first I thought that I, I was okay with that. Like I thought it was a mutual breakup. Um, primarily, so to get completely honest with you guys, why not at this point? Um, mm -hmm. Primarily because I wanted, I wanted a lot of physical things out of the relationship, say lusting. Um, and there was only so far she'd be willing to go. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll go find someone else. So as soon as she broke it off with me, a couple days later, I realized that I'd made a terrible mistake, that I'd been, like, worshipping this idol of lust for way too long, and it, it, I don't know what it had provided me with, nothing in the end. So I tried my best to get her back, but she wouldn't have me back. We had this long talk on a park bench in a park, and she, yeah, she told me, I mean, she told me the truth, which I appreciate, but those, the sorts of things she says, like, they tend to hit you very deeply because you are very vulnerable, she said things like she felt like she couldn't be herself around me, which I took very personally. Um, just other things like that. And that she was, I mean, the conclusion from that is that she'd be happier apart from me. Mm. Which, of course, you know, there are different ways to think about that. But at the, at the time, I took it very personally and was sort of, I was devastated by it for a while. Um, and on the plus side, I realized also that I had nothing else in my life that was sustaining me, that I'd been sort of building up these walls for a long time and they had done nothing for me. And so it was in that moment and the post-breakup period where I like returned to God, I guess, put aside things that I thought I wanted instead of God. And it was in that raw time that it was very painful, but it was also like the time I felt closest to God at the same time. So it was an interesting juxtaposition between like deep, deep, deep heartbreak and like I could barely survive. It felt like um, the pain and the, the sort of the, the wave of sadness and the memories that would continually pop up or the dreams you would have. And then also like knowing that I could, the only thing I could do was turn to God in that moment. And that was three years ago now, four years ago actually. It might have been the same time, similar to when you, you've had your, your little heartbroken. Um, and your little heart, your little heart. Your it would have been like January of 2015. This one. No, mine was mine was April of January. Or <laughs> April of 2016. Um, so, anyways, I haven't had a major relationship since then. I feel in many ways like I might have, I might have eaten too much of the apple, and that I will never be able to go back. Um, to a meaningful relationship. I don't think that's fully true, but part of me suspects it. Um, but the things that I have learned have been very beneficial for me. Uh, one, 
one thing I found very helpful, I had a lot of friends in grad school who were studying their, uh, for their PsyD, their psychology degree, um, and so I got a lot of interesting advice. One was, when you feel the pain, don't ignore it. Don't try and push it away and think of other things. Accept it and dive as deep into that pain as you can. So if you feel some kind of memory pop up about the time the girl, girl you love deeply told you that she wasn't happy or couldn't be herself around you, you don't push it away. You, you keep it in front of you and you try and feel as much pain as you can in that moment. And I think over time, it's like a graph. So if you, if you keep pushing things away, like the pain might be low in the short term, but it lingers forever, it just keeps lingering. But if you accept the pain in the beginning, it's very high, but then it does dip down at the end and you have less long-term pain, let's just say, or long-term resentment, long-term lingering issues. So that was one very helpful thing I find. And if you are in that situation out there, when you have that, when you have that, it seems inescapable pain, dive deep into it. Don't ignore it. Look, look at it face to face, accept everything that pain or that memory or that emotion is telling you and say, okay, I can face this. And I learned a lot about myself that I could face that sort of deep, deep pain. Um, but yeah, that's why I say, I don't really know if, I don't really know if there's a cut, clear cut, yes answer to it from now. Cause I'm, it's only like three years later and I don't feel p that pain anymore per se. It's not raw. It's just, it's there. I think I've healed successfully from it, but I don't know if I'd be able to, if I'm ever going to have another relationship again. So I don't know. I've been talking for a very long time. Not as long as James or myself. It I was, think. I think it was probably longer than you guys. Mm. I know. Yeah. So that's that for that one. Um... Anything else that we want to add? Any questions for me? Anything else? So you... Did, did you answer the question? Why should I get my heart broken? Why should you? Because I, I think you danced around it a lot, but if you were to directly answer it, what would you say? Why should I get my heart broken? I don't know. Um, I don't know that you should... But if you feel like you're in a relationship where you're not entirely happy, um, but you feel codependent with them, for instance, it is okay after, it may take a year, it may take two years of just deep, deep pain, but in the end, you do survive and you are okay. And you can survive on your own. Um, you learn a lot and it's not going to be a good thing per se it's not going to feel good it's going to be very very painful and vulnerable on like an incredibly deep spiritual or emotional level even so why should you get your heart broken you probably shouldn't but it probably will happen to you and um always try and think of the positives and see what you can learn from it and that you can become stronger okay so we are past our normal time for podcasts Wow, we're actually, well, well, not too far past. We're an hour and 12 minutes in. Um, the end of our end of our third podcast, we learned a lot today. We learned about, um, I've already forgotten her name, Holly and Sarah, um, Bobby's ex-girlfriend, James's ex-girlfriend, uh, my ex-girlfriend, Bobby. And um, yeah, again, we don't have any clear-cut final answers, final solutions for you, because I find most final solutions are evil and they don't work very well. 
Um, the earth is full of gray, and the earth is full of things that don't make sense a lot of times. Um, but it's okay. There are other people out there that also know this. Anything else you guys want to add? Good stuff, bro. All right. Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you again next week.